I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to what what's that? What's that rustling over there? It's a curtain. Pull back the curtain. Congratulations, you're behind the scenes. Welcome to the Behind the Scenes episode. My name is Tim Meredith. I am the creator and just main star um, of uh, Stella Firma on the Rustical Network. And I am joined by the inevitable and the inevitable Katie Seaton, our producer. Say hello, Katie. Hello. And Maddie Sell, our editor. Say hello, Maddie. How do you do? I do well. Now, I'm getting a real fancy air from you, Maddie. Katie, take note. A lot fancier, so... Just in case you want, you know, notes. You're going to earn your fanciness. <laughs> your fancy notes. I am, for some reason, hosting this. Um, that's the end of the thought process on, on how that decision was made. And we're going to talk about the topics that don't get as much focus. You know, it's not the stuff that happens out front. It's all the important things behind that mean that there is actually a show. So Katie and Maddie have very kindly uh, given up their time uh, to come here to talk with me about how the show gets made, things that we might not understand about what goes into to making a show like Stella Firma, probably a lot of griping about my process, me doing things wrong. I'm prepared for that mentally, but not emotionally, but we'll, we'll get onto those topics. So to begin with, I think it would be good to go to each of you in turn and find out a little bit more from your point of view, what, what it is you do. Imagine I'm the queen and you're all lined up and I'm shaking your hands and I'm saying, and what do you do? It's that sort of, that sort of level. So uh, Katie, what, what do you do? I love how everyone's got a queen voice. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very interesting. Um, What I do is maybe not very interesting in some ways in that it's kind of the organising role. I'm the one that coordinates the show and the various things that happen along the way to get it out. And the workflow on this show is fairly convoluted is that fair to say unique um yeah. a, a shining star amongst the firmament yeah 
yeah, the, the, those are the words. So we have a bunch of stages that we have to go through to get the show that you end up listening to because because it's improvised and because some elements are not improvised. So um, that's... Shh, Katie, Katie, they're not what? allowed to know that. It's all improvised and perfect what? first time. It's fine. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> so Tim and Ben and whoever is else is guesting on the show, quite often Jenny and various other people, um, get together uh, in their studio or these days remotely and improvise the main bulk of an episode, which is then handed over to Maddie, who tries to make sense of it in a vocal cut and produce something coherent. Your implication is noted and I will hold it against you. Continue. Fine by me. <laughs> this then goes back to Tim, who reviews that and then writes the bits that Imogen reads. Um, we then set up a recording for Imogen. That all then gets put together with the sound design that we hear um, at the end by Maddie again. And finally, um, there's a final check by Tim and then Alex has, gives it once over and then we release it. Not always the same day. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it's gone particularly badly, sometimes the same day. Occasionally, but ideally, it has been the same day. Not the same day. <laughs> not the same day. I'm yet. I think I'm yet to be the cause of it being a, a last day fiasco. I think. I think I'm right in saying I have not, as of yet, messed it up so badly. It's normally some technical issue, or the servers deleted everything and run away into a corner or something like that. That's normally what goes on, yeah. Or occasionally Anil jumps in and says we need an extra content warning or something. Uh, yeah, For some reason I know not why. Um, and some of it needs <laughs> people need warning about. Yeah. And then occasionally after we, uh, well, after we release it, one of our lovely fans will say, hey, guess what? This is still wrong. Yeah, we'll go back and change it. But hey, you know what? That's what three checks are for, for an audience <laughs> member to notice something we got wrong. Such is life. And uh, Maddie, what, what, hey, Philip, put that down. Maddie, what is it that you do? I do the general audio wizardry and make, even though it's uh, people in separate rooms across the country, sound like they're on a big, massive spaceship. So, um, <laughs> first of all, I get the raw improvising audio and, as Katie said, try to make sense of it, um, try to just sort of vindicate it yeah. <laughs> and i try and make sure that there's no annoying little mouth smacks or clicks in it so that uh, all the audio sounds nice and smooth and fluent and then um gets sent back to tim who looks at it and does the imogen interstitial so the little lines that imogen says and any sound effects that wants to be put in and then i go do that and maybe add in a little extra sound effect magic to the to the mixture and you're selling yourself short when you say a little there's a there's a rather <laughs> large amount of it and we'll be getting onto that but but i'll come back to that yes i often have to mess around with mortars and pestles and <laughs> all sorts of odd things around my house to make it sound like other things and so it's kind of confusing but uh, and fun but i try and do it when my parents aren't around so they don't see me uh, messing around <laughs> with a mortar and pestle or moving around my jumper to make it sound like someone's walking down some stairs or whatever and then it gets sent off to alex who does the final master and i get some notes back to how i can do it differently next time if uh, there's anything to change and hopefully that's a beautiful finished episode. Good. And that was actually something I, I wanted to dig into because you mentioned there the sort of the sound effects and the, and the foley. So, you know, you're responsible for the soundscaping and, and, and the incidental um, sound effects, which in, in a, an audio production like this is really sort of the fabric of the world. Without it, it all sounds sort of weird and, and, and spaceless. I'm aware that you were not the first editor that we had. We went through one. Ah. Oh, burned him out we did uh two in fact i just actually forgot we've yeah. had two other editors congratulations all before you were ah oh, but dust maddie as you know we had no had ed um ed and, and then more recently david so where you you sort of joined the show with a with a preset sound and a preset feel and theme but i think people will have noticed that since you joined us for for season two um the sound effect load has increased substantially um and i apologize for that um but how have you had sort of how's your experience of of creating specific sound effects you mentioned you're having to you know mess around with mortars and pestles and rattling jumpers and, and such how have you sort of found the process of 
getting getting an idea of what you need from me and then having to create something that fulfills that. It's been a really interesting process because there's a lot of things like uh, the little beep that Imogen does before she speaks that has to be consistent throughout every single episode. The way the doors sound, the way the hum of the engines of the space station sound, all that kind of thing. But then when it comes to shoving Trexel around in a cage, I have a bit more freedom to be like, oh, what will this cage sound like? <laughs> and um, it's quite, like, it's a really sort of fun challenge to sort of be like, oh, these guys just came up in a, in a second of improv, this fantastical scenario, and I have to somehow try and make it sound like it's actually happening. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's quite interesting. And for example, I have quite had quite a lot of fun doing um, David Seven's crafting uh, when he was making various things. I would just get the scissors and the tape out, and I would just make <laughs> a sort of mess out of paper and tape, just that looked nothing at all like what David was making, but sounded like what David was making. That's the important thing. Art attack ASMR, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I always think that when you get really vague sound directions like that, you can learn a little bit about sort of how the mind of the editor works. Because mm. Tim goes crafting, and your mind yeah. goes towards paper and sellotape, and you know it just kind of says a little bit about the sound designer. And I think sometimes when it's something, because you said there's sort of two types of sound uh, of, of direction that I will give, if if you can call what I do direction, which people do, and I'm paid for it. Um, but there's the I need something to sound exactly like this because I have a very specific sort of idea in my mind and then there's the i don't know something like this so i think a good example of that would have been like we've got a toboggan down paper on a clone whatever whatever makes sense to you for that and then you have to sort of go away and go okay so what is what what is this so do you find it do you find it easier to have a very specific direction that you're trying to hit or to be given a broad brief which means that you know you're not having to be as sort of i suppose exacting in in what you're aiming for but you've got sort of the world to choose from. I think there's kind of pros and cons to both. I think, for example, with the tobogganing, I had to kind of go more into um, sound effects that were already online rather than ones that I could make in my house. Sure. And we use and we use free sound, don't we? Yeah, we generally use free sound. And I decided to go for piles of dry leaves for the sound of the paper because that ah. kind of gave the same effect without me having to shred a million bits of paper and dance around to them in my house. Oh, is... Laziness, is it? Okay, no, I understand. No, you're not, not committed to the project. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, coming back to you, Katie, um, your your sort of your sort of background, because again, production is a dark art, uh, and it means different things to to different shows. Have you been? Have you always been? A, well, always been a producer? I'm assuming you're a child at one point. Um, but was how much production had you like producing roles had you done before you before you joined Rusty Quill? I mean, not so much. My I came into it via, I actually have a background, first of all, in music, and then I moved into sound design myself um, in the last decade or so and work on other audio productions elsewhere doing that. But I was making a film for a local charity about a refugee who lives um, under the government scheme in our area. And because I wanted to make that film, which was an animation, I had to basically produce it or it wouldn't have been made. Um, and that's how I got into the production side of things. And along the way of doing that, I realised there's an awful lot more to the business and organisational and conceptual project management side than you would think when you go, oh, I know, I'll make a lovely animation telling a story <laughs> and then I can do it some, then I can make some great noises and write some cool music. And when you have to be the one that actually makes that happen, it makes you realise that, sort of the business and organisational side and the creative side are kind of one and the same thing, more or less, and you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And that's that was my way in, really. I hadn't done a vast amount more, really, from the producer side until I joined Rustic Will and started working on this project. And how did you how did you sort of uh, come across Rusty Quill? Did Alex put a call out or did he accost you on the street? How did you, uh, <laughs> how did you come to be with us? Yeah, no, I must say, it's ridiculous. I don't know the answer to this, Katie. I've just realised, I have no idea. One day somebody said, Katie's your producer, and I said, okay. So how did, right, so how did that come to me? Yeah. Well, I suppose that seems fine. I won't ask any follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a job ad that went out on all the sort of various audio networks and things which I follow, um, and I had a little sort of look around. I was aware of the shows that this, that Rusty Quill put out. I, I wasn't particularly aware of Rusty Quill Gaming, but I'd heard of the others. And um, so I thought, oh, yeah, I've heard that they're good, you know, and I've, I'd heard a couple of ep episodes of Magnus, I think. Um, so I checked it out and thought, uh, they look like 
cool company doing interesting cool, things. A cool bunch of people doing cool people things. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been instructed here to ask you about pandas and naggy tweets. I do not know the context for that phrase. Katie, what about pandas? Okay, so apparently I have full power over panda veto here. Sorry, sorry, we're, 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 we're saying this as if this is a thing that we understand. Pan, panda veto. Yeah, so I have it from Alex. If you want 250 pandas, I'm allowed to say no. Oh, I understand. He was very specific about the pandas. The pandas are a metaphor, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I've no idea what for. <laughs> I be- now... Now, I, I'm going to take a guess. This Is this is this where your job is for me sometimes for where I get overexcited and say things like, oh, <laughs> hey, let's set all of the episodes in season two inside a big pile of paper, which is incredibly yes. difficult to soundscape. You yes. can say, no, Tim, you get no. a couple and then we have to leave the realm of paper because Maddie needs to sleep. <laughs> or have you considered a paperless office? Could be. Maybe it's all digital now. And then you just have to go bleep blop and then it, and then it's done. Yeah, so that's the pandas and that apparently is part of my job. How I ever said no to you about anything? No, you know actually. what? I am. I'm rubbish at that. I'd like, to, I'd like to set the record straight. I am eminently reasonable to work with. Do you both agree? <laughs> Do you both agree that I'm eminently reasonable to work with? Tim, yes. calm down. Okay. Am I eminently... Re- am I, hey, hey, oh, hang on, I'm calm now. <laughs> hey, oh, I don't think it matters, but am I reasonable to work with? D- don't worry, but... Mm? Maddie? I would I would lean to the affirmative in this case. Yeah. <laughs> don't damn me with faint praise. <laughs> I would lean to the affirmative. Hot dang. No, it's an, it is an important point to note that Tim is not Trexel, he's actually a good bloke. Hey, don't let anybody yeah. know, it'll ruin my street cred. I uh, know, yeah. People know from the streams, I'm actually quite sensitive. Um, naggy tweets, <laughs> naggy tweets. Naggy tweets, yes. Well, there was one time when you were due to review an episode and I told you about it. Yes, I remember this. Then you were overdue to review, review the episode. The only time. And I told you about it again. The only time this has ever happened. This happened a second time. Oh, no, apart from that time, the only time. And you said... Sorry about that. I'll do it over the weekend, straight away. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I check into the office Saturday afternoon. No episode review. I go onto Twitter. You're singing a song. <laughs> I got distracted <laughs> by a song. <laughs> and you're asking all your fans for suggestions mm-hmm. for more songs that you could sing. Yes. So I type the ballad of the episode review question mark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But was it done by the end of the weekend? That's the main question. I don't think it was, actually. No! I thought it was. <laughs> Casey, don't blow up my spot here. Say it was done by the end uh, of the weekend. I mean, the thing is, it was that Eurovision thing. And to be fair, you probably did a lot more good for just entertaining people <laughs> by doing that than you did by reviewing the episode. So I didn't want to push it too hard, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so that that's my that's sort of my nuclear option if... If nagging by the usual channel doesn't work, I can publicly shame him on Twitter. <laughs> to internet shaming. I don't think that's a, that's a thing we should be encouraging. Shame people on the internet into doing their jobs. Oh, dear. Okay, well, let's uh, let's rapidly move away from my past uh, professional failures uh, back towards Maddie. Maddie's nice. Maddie hasn't, Maddie hasn't tweeted me and say on the internet, I'm not doing my job. Um, so we've already talked about sound effects, but a lot of what you're doing is as well is is the vocal editing now as everyone knows it is an improvised podcast and therefore everything is perfect the first time but on the rare occasion that maybe somebody let's say sneezes or perhaps a car explodes outside some editing does need to happen so what's what's the process like of of taking the raw the raw audio which is sometimes in excess of 50 minutes long uh, and turning that into something close to oh i don't know 20 or so minutes well, first of all, run it through various processing, just sort of try and make all the all the audio levels relatively similar because sometimes people are very shouty and sometimes people are very quiet and Who I'm... are you referring to, Maddie? I can't imagine <laughs> It's very there are multiple culprits of this, but it's completely totally part of the dramatic structure of the episode, so I, I do not mind one one bit. But uh yes, as you have to kind of make sure that when people are being quiet, you can still hear them. When people are being loud, that they're not burning people's ears off. So just getting that balance. Would this be what the cool kids refer to as compression? Is that it? Is this, is this compression? It is. <laughs> I learned a thing. 
<laughs> and there's also some noise reduction. So if there's kind of a buzzy fridge in the background, you can just get rid of that. So it's just nice, clean audio. Um, and then I sort of just comb through trying to find the bits where people are deciding what to talk about next or have fumbled over something, just snip it out, get it out. Um, and then once there's the main kind of structure of the episode is there, I can go through and comb for all the tiny little clicks and flubs and crackles on the audio that just make it slightly unpleasant to listen to, but uh, are easily removed. And by that point, it is pretty much all sorted. So I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to give you carte blanche to answer very, very honestly. At a certain point, do you wish to never hear Trexel and David speak ever again? Because I think of all the people in the world, other than Ben and myself, because the noises are coming out of our faces, have had to listen to to more of those two than than any other living human (laughs) being alive. Hmm. I think (laughs) if there's a particularly tricky point in the edit, where I have to listen to the same phrase multiple times. Mm. There's a bit where I get, ah, oh, I could just, I could, I could recite this section like verbatim. And I think it's only Do you that find point. you lose the ability to hear it like with yeah. neutral ears in the end? It's like it's just a bunch of sounds at some point. It's just yeah. a bunch of meaningless sounds that have no yeah. context. And I'm just like, is this even good anymore? I don't know. Does it sound like a robot? Does it sound like a human? I have no idea. Please, please help. Please, yeah. please. Strexel, stop yelling the word moisturiser until it has no meaning at all. <laughs> I'd imagine it's quite fun though, isn't it? I imagine it's quite, it's quite uh, funny. You're on a, you're on a leading question. <laughs> leading question to the witness. <laughs> oh, sorry. Isn't it quite fun? Would you say it was fun? Would it be quite fun? Maddie, fun? Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. sorry. I'll, again, I keep saying I'll stop interrupting, <laughs> no. but I will not. I will keep interrupting. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you are supposed to be our host, right? <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on supposed it. to be. But yes, it, Katie, uh, Maddie, anybody, <laughs> Maddie, is it fun? It is fun. <laughs> and especially when there's a certain point where you or Ben have have come to a point where you're just like sorry maddie they're just you just know that i'm gonna be with my head in my hands going oh no what have you done there would be i'm just like i very much appreciate the little the little shout outs i get and i feel like this is my contribution to the to the art form just these little moments where i get a little shout out i'm I'm glad because we i do sometimes i do sometimes say those i do you know when me and ben are recording and realize that something is an absolute nightmare to work out what happens where because sometimes we're record a section and realize ah there was some plot that was supposed to go in the middle there but obviously we can't remember any edit points because we yelled that stuff 45 minutes ago so we just have to be like ready we're gonna record what's supposed to be in there and hopefully there's an edit point sorry (laughs) so yes i i I, i'm glad that you get some comfort from our (laughs) apologies (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Katie. Yes. You mentioned that this was you know, only your sort of second second sort of proper production job and I imagine quite a different a different thing to be a producer of a improvised podcast recorded in you know sometimes three different locations as to being the producer on animation you have sort of full creative control over so the process of learning to be producer a smooth one a bumpy one how did it go for you and how is it still going because every day is a school day the trickiest bit was that I was coming in on a workflow that had already been established and happened to be around Christmas time as well. So ideal. There was quite the a ideal time absent. to join. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's off. You're trying to be off as well. Everything's confusing. Welcome to the show. I remember one of the first things I dealt with, we had about two days to get Imogen's lines down. Otherwise, there was going to be a real production problem. And she called in sick that day we were supposed to be doing it. And so that was a real sort of introduction to how it can be, you know, when every one stage of the process depends on the previous stage. Um, so yeah, it was about learning how you do things in Rusty Quill, um, which, as you say, is quite different from. I mean, producing uh, producing my own things has its own different sets of problems. You know, I was dealing with interpreters, and you know, sort of, it was a lot more kind of dealing with managing sort of people and getting them in the right place and in the right mood and that sort of thing. Whereas it's all a little bit more kind of spoon fed here. But on the other hand, I guess there's less agency in a way for the same reason. And so you're, you're working within certain constraints and, and doing your best to get things to happen. I mean, but luckily everybody who's on the project wants to be here and is pretty obliging. So, you know, those teething problems where I was just trying to get my head around how it all works weren't too bad because people were on my side and there was, you know, as I said, there were these moments of, I didn't realise I was supposed to do something and someone would say, so Katie... Are you going to tell me to do this? <laughs> you know. Katie, I feel like I should have recorded some episodes. Is that, do we do yeah. it now? Now, please? Now? Okay, now, yeah. okay, cool, yeah, yeah now, now. Like, so there's a lot of me, so for like, all my job was to say, yeah, yeah, like what, what you just said, do that. Yeah, that's it, yeah. A shockingly <laughs> important job, and this is this is going to be sort of some 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 perspective from my side, is that, you know, at the end of the day, the, the podcast at least the, the raw audio of it is very, very much sort of under our control. I live very close to to Ben. We live very near each other. We could we could do it any time. You know, we could just sit down and do an episode. And that fact, for some reason, makes it very difficult to sit down and do an episode. The fact that one could do it any time <laughs> means often it doesn't yeah. happen when it should. And so just having, having an external producer, somebody who has that sort of wider picture of, well, if this doesn't happen, then this doesn't happen, then this doesn't happen, and then Alex is shouting at us all, really does yes. help to be like, you know, I know this yeah. I know you've got a deadline over here, but there's 30 things between here and now. So maybe, Tim, maybe we'll get yeah. this recorded, correct? And I go, yeah. yes, that seems eminently reasonable and go and do it. But yes, it's, it's yeah. The one snag here is that you're clever <laughs> and you can figure it out. Um, you'd think so. <laughs> if I say, I say, you've got to do this now. And you say, you can, you can say, but. Surely if I did it next weekend, it would still be fine. I'd be like, oh, yes, technically. <laughs> it would, but then if something else goes wrong, then we're screwed, Tim. <laughs> Just humanly, okay? <laughs> it's like when a dog learns to open the fridge. You're like, I mean, sure, I'm, I'm, yeah. it's kind of cool that you've learned to open the fridge, but you're not supposed to eat the things in the fridge. And that's, I'm the dog in that metaphor. <laughs> I'm the dog, you're the dog. The, I'm a dog okay, opening a fridge. Kind, I kind of lost... Is that clear? Okay. I'm a dog opening a fridge. Adorable. And you've had to push up a chair against it. And that chair is the workflow. Does that make sense? It's your own okay. good. Yeah, <laughs> it does make sense. Maddie, um, another thing that you've had to do, and this is this is new to new to season two as well, uh, and specifically to when we got into um, sales, which I believe was sort of relatively, because you didn't join right at the start of season two, you joined relatively early on. Um, is that we started introducing um, the clients appearing at the end and just sort of passing over the idea of like, well, we've talked about a client in the episode based on audience suggestion and they get about five seconds of a speaking role 
at the end, and neither Ben or I are doing it. So what's it going to be? So how, how have you found sort of having to? Well, I suppose you you have a voice credit in some of these in some of these episodes now. That was that was a lot of fun. I think um, David Devereaux did a few of them, and he kind of introduced the concept to me when he was handing over the role, and I was like, ooh, ooh, a little a little <laughs> nugget at the end of just of pure nonsense that I get to participate in. So <laughs> can only really remember two that I properly did a voice for i think other ones were probably more just kind of sound effects based but the so one was stefan the mantis shrimp where i just made a <laughs> noise and then i remember <laughs> pitched I it down that. and that it was, was just so it cool. was just a low pitch <laughs> noise so it wasn't particularly high tech but then and then the other one was ethel unction yims who was very heavily based on my my stepdad's mother sort of my step grandmother who has an incredible <laughs> so coming yeah, out my, who has an incredible canvas lying glasgow <laughs> accent and so um um, sure, mm-hmm. So Ethel Unction News was, oh, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Which is a bit more English, but... I've dropped just my handbag of, and soup tin, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that exactly the sort of classic Lady Bracknell, Edith Evans <laughs> style. So even though it was only two seconds long, I feel like it was some of my finest work. <laughs> <laughs> It's going with a cameo like that. You can really steal because because you, you get the last word in the episode as well. You're like, right, you know, it's only two seconds, but that's all anyone's going to remember is that is Ethel Unction Yims warbling excitedly to herself. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. And I know you know, de- dearest departed David Devereaux, he's not you know dead. He's just not on the show anymore, which is the same sort of thing. Um, but he did the what were they live the stock? The, were they all sheep? Was it sheep that were saying why yeah. David why? Because yeah. I heard his pod UK talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just hilarious. And again, I know, I know. Obviously, yes, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, sort of pulling, pulling focus. But I do remember that one as, as again another example of sort of like, well, we worked very hard in this episode, but the best thing in it is a man going, "Why, David? Why?" as a sheep. And there's very similar stuff in his new show, uh, The Dungeon Economic Model, where there's all sorts of little interjections that he does. And I think it's basically all the frustrated stellar firm energy <laughs> coming out in, a, in little bursts. So it's brilliant. So if, if you haven't checked it out, please do, because it's brilliant. And a shout out. And a shout out that we know is going to remain in because Maddie edits the episode and Maddie did the shout out. So it's staying in, David. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, you know what connected to that as, as, as well? Connected to the topic of us carefully crafting a show and then the best thing from it being something unintentional um the, the outtakes um which obviously you you have put together um for this season and, the, and a bumper crop this season as well two two outtake episodes i don't even know will the second one be out by the time this goes out who's got the schedule i don't even know it doesn't matter remember. it doesn't matter if Maybe. it has you know and if it hasn't you've got that to look forward to but we got we got two two sets of of, of outtakes coming out how do you because there's a lot of audio to go through and much of it is not for human consumption so how do you sort of siphon off the, those outtakes and then and then put that together into something that people would actually want to listen to without throwing up <laughs> so when i'm doing the vocal cuts and also when david was doing vocal cuts and also elizabeth has also done some we always siphon off the the little outtakes into a separate kind of a separate track on the on the um audio editing processor and just sort of make sure that it's corralled in a little a little corner so that we know where it is and we can come back to it later and when it came to the end of the season i dug out all these little little nuggets from from throughout the season and sifted through them all and would these be dank nugs would these be those dank <laughs> nugs i've heard the kids talking yes. about yes excellent excellent they, they aren't chimkin nuggers but they are dank nuggers <laughs> Oh, so you hear that noise? That was the noise. That was the noise of that whistling over my head. As it Hello, went beyond kids. I am, I am cool. <laughs> Which, and as you know, saying "Hey, kids, I'm cool." It, it's how they know. If you don't say it's, it, they don't know. Yeah, it's just, the, you have to. You yeah. have to confirm. You have to confirm yeah, for the kids. Give a lot of clarity. They're over there on their, They're over there on their TikTok, downloading their details to the Chinese government. They're just cool kids. Yeah. Having fun. Uh, sorry, <laughs> totally derailed that. <laughs> so moving on to a more serious topic. So um, obviously we'd all we'd all love to make our living out of working for the delightful corporate Borg that is Rusty Quill. Um, but as we know, um, audio fiction and podcasting in general, it's very difficult to make any kind of meaningful living from. And so I believe, believe we all have side gigs and other jobs. I know I do. Mine's deeply tedious, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, but uh, let's start with you, Katie. What what else? What else do you do, and how do you balance what is quite a time-consuming, you know, production job with other things? I work as 
a composer and sound designer for some projects, um, freelance. Fancy. I also still teach a little bit of music. And I also have two children, so I am busy. So you've got three jobs is what's happened there. You've got three full-time Four. jobs. Four. full-time jobs. Including the kids. Are we, are we, no, are we ca- no, are we counting each child as a full... Oh, no, it would be... So maybe five. five. Five jobs. Now, here's an important question. Having a child is a full-time job. Is having a second child two full-time jobs, or does it compound because there's any efficiency? Well, it can be one and a half, or it can be two and a half, depending on how much they're trying to kill each other at any point. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, so how do, how do you find yourself balancing those things? Well, you'll notice you get messages from me at gone midnight, so that's one way. It's sort of got a bit different since the COVID thing happened, because... Now, myself and my other half are both working from home. And so we just sort of do a little dosey do around each other and sort of make it work on a daily basis at this point. Mm. It helps if you're, you really like everything you do. That really helps because your, your brain is focused on it more than if it was like, oh, got to go down the office and do another eight hours of data entry. Great. Yeah. You know? um, so there's that. And there is some intersection between everything I do, although, you know, producing Stella Firma and sort of teaching teenagers piano and singing quite a long way apart actually but they're on this spectrum where they can inform each other and that can be mm. that can be quite nice actually if you know if I I work with boys quite a lot um my commiserations <laughs> I love working with boys actually I like particularly singing because we're getting way off topic here but you know, if you their voice is changing. Because my baritone voices. Yeah. Ah. I, I like. Yeah, I love. I you know, I go. I go away for the summer holidays, and I come back, and they've grown a foot, and they've gone down an <laughs> octave and a half. You know, <laughs> just, they don't know what to do with it. They've themselves. got great range, but it's so it's so over time that you'd have to record the high parts earlier in the career, and then just work your way down until you've got a full. She's got that, yeah. But you know, they've you know because I obviously work with sound technology a bit. They are often quite interested in that side of things and we can sort of start combining performance and sound and you know music theory and bring it all together holistically which is which is really nice so yeah it's just it's a, it's a big existence really and although it's they're all separate roles they do sort of interlink a little bit so there is that too very good very good and and maddie um at the moment rusty quill is the only thing i got going on so <laughs> that is Full-timer. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, st- I still work with Rusty Quill part-time, but so the rest of the time I am a woman of leisure, which is not ideal. <laughs> because I am... You've got your own show, though, haven't you? Yes, I do. Um, so uh, previous to joining Rusty Quill, I had the Prick Willow Papers, which is my comedy fantasy audio drama. Um, and annoyingly with COVID, I thought, oh, there'll be loads of time to work on my own creative projects. But no, my brain is mush. So that's Mm. kind of not really (laughs) helping. But Mm. hopefully at some point I write new things, question mark. Um, And also um, I'm going to be dipping my toe into the world of speech and language therapy because I've applied for an MSc. Um, So I'm going to find out in a couple of weeks whether I've actually got in. So fantastic. Good luck. And Katie, you brought up something that I wanted to talk about there. Obviously, during all of uh, all of season two, we we started recording in the same room um, and and doing stuff together. And then midway through, something happened. Let's not go into it now. But we're now recording in in separate locations. So actually, this, this is a question for you, Katie, and for Maddie because this impacts both things. How has the show been different to produce and edit since it's gone from you know people in the same studio in the same sound environments, you know, on sort of you know central booking schedules to the two main characters being in different locations and having to make that work. And actually, at the same time, we were introducing more uh, extra characters, so we had to do three-way remote recordings and things like that. How how has that changed things? I think I'll, I'll start with you, Katie, but Maddie, you almost certainly have something to say on this topic, I imagine, as <laughs> yeah. well. I mean, I have been the lucky one in all of this process. I think probably for Maddie it's harder, you know, because we can no longer just sort of follow a standard procedure for reducing the noise or whatever because it has to be more case by case and you have to do more splicing together. But for me, it has been a boon really because it's about Imogen really because what was happening is you and Ben liked recording batches of five because of the way the show is structured in 25 episode seasons. You like to get together one weekend, do your thing and and have those batches for convenience. Unfortunately, that means Imogen also has to record in batches of five once the vocal cuts are done. And that means we're looking at every five weeks but the London studio is open every two weeks. And so every other batch of five, we're looking at either having her record the interstitials, as we call them, before we've done the cuts and written the scripts, 
or a week late and potentially throwing the schedule out. You know, and that's without all the things like people calling in sick or whatever. Let's call it what it is, selfishness. Selfish people being selfishly Yeah. We understand. Yeah, that's right, Tim. So... (laughs) (laughs) You can't agree with me. When you agree with me, Katie, it worries me. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes you laugh and I enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah, so that was was one of the more challenging bits about um, setting schedules. Um, And also if we had to, you know, when we're casting and booking in um, guest performers making that work with getting them to the studio as well at the times when it is available and there aren't other shows being recorded can be challenging. Now that we're recording remotely and Imogen is doing it over Skype with you, Tim, that solves two problems. One is what I just mentioned about bookings and the other is the fact that Alex is possibly the busiest man I've ever met and it takes one (laughs) thing off of him. Um, And so it's a lot easier to get done, isn't it? Really, we we could just slip it in one evening. It's meant that I've actually started being a, a proper director in mm. certain cases because I have a script and a performer and it's my opinion about how things are going is important for some reason. That's been a lovely Aww, new experience for me, which nice. I find deeply, deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> when someone's like, was that good? And I'm like, I don't know why you're asking me. Oh, because I wrote yeah. it and uh, it's my show. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, it's not good, but I can't tell you how, you know, that, that sort of fun stuff. I know, well, I think, I think that's what we call imposter syndrome, is it? Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And I have broken into the Louvre and all the lights have come on and there's bells ringing. Yeah. Yes, it's helped me, but probably Maddie has a different take on the thing. <laughs> and I just, I just, just between those two, I want to make sure we do a big shout out because I think a huge part of, of why that's managed to go smoothly is because um, obviously the whole team at Rusty Quill, but Alex and, and Hannah sort of centrally, and I believe Martin on the on the, on the tech. I'm sure I'm leaving people out. I think April um, Sumner probably wants to call out there. April. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, of course, April. Yeah. Big, yeah. big lot of work from April. The sheer amount of work that went into like, right, this has happened. Let's get everybody involved in every show, a remote recording mm. setup. In, in about two weeks flat. That's no trivial yeah. thing, and they did an incredible job. I um, just want to make sure that gets in yeah. there because I'm going to ask Alex for a pay rise. <laughs> uh, Maddie, though, um, your 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 perspective on yeah how how things have changed since we've gone to sort of full remote production. I think the first thing that I would say has changed is that originally, of course, you and Ben would be recording in the same room, which is good because you know when each other is speaking and there's no lag, so that's a good thing. But mm. Also, there can sometimes be bleed from one mic to another. So Mm. if someone is yelling on one mic, then you can hear it a bit on the other mic. And so it can get a bit... It comes up occasionally during the show. People occasionally yell. It's the the occasional shout, very, very minimal (laughs) shouting. Um, But um, occasionally it makes editing a bit difficult because if there's a kind of echo of someone else on a particular mic, it can be a bit confusing. But when people are recording separately in different rooms in different houses etc there's no mic bleed so that's good but then also you don't know exactly when the other person is speaking and there can be a delay so that can kind of make things a little bit more confusing to edit especially when there's more than two people for example the episode with Enola was a lot of fun Mm. um, but also a bit confusing to edit because often someone would be speaking when someone else was like in the middle of a sentence and I'd be like, who's replying to who? What's happening? I don't know. And I imagine sometimes, is this an interruption that's supposed to be happening <laughs> or is it an accidental interruption that we need to get rid of? There's no way to tell because none of the performers remember. So you just have to make a judgment call, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, and so it was kind of making, it was kind of a fun jigsaw logic puzzle of like, what makes the most sense in this situation? <laughs> and it's not one that I am keen to repeat. I would I wouldn't mind repeating. <laughs> Let me just have a quick look at... Uh, there's loads of three-persons episodes in uh, the Yay! next season, so look forward to that. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've just got an email from Maddie saying I've... I quit. Quit. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, perfect. And um, I think it'd be it'd be it would be remiss of me not to not to sort of uh, chip in chip in my perspective on this one. In that I thought remote recordings were going to be an absolute nightmare um for for improv because obviously so much of it is sort of the the back and forth and the bouncing and, and something that will kill that quicker than anything else is a laggy connection or something like that and uh yeah congratulations to the internet and improved video technology but it even even in a sort of a, a three person three location conversation it's been it's been remarkably manageable but again only because you maddie then 
painstakingly pick through the mess <laughs> that comes out the other end from three separate recordings and and cobble it into something reasonable. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and let me say the final thing we're gonna we're gonna discuss here, um, which is which is a bit of kit chat. Everyone loves a bit of kit chat. I know I do. Um, because there's a lot of technology that goes into this show and the making of it and 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 how it's all possible. So I'd like to quickly run through for anybody who gives a rat's <laughs> ass um uh what we what we use here. So all of our all of our microphones um are Audio Technica eighty twenty twenties, I believe. I personally am on an XLR connection. Other people are on USB, which is fine, I suppose. But the audio purists among us will know that an XLR connection is the silky smooth one we all crave. Now, this is about obviously doing the remote recording very urgently as part of the pandemic contingency <laughs> um, and send, sending things out to performers that are not sound engineers you know and also <laughs> and also uh, uh, having listened to the episodes you can't tell even the slightest bit of difference so there's always <laughs> that um and um i was mixing it all through uh on my end initially when we did it in all in 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 one room together on a, on a zoom r24 i believe uh which is a lovely piece of kit and, and it has lots of lovely backups like having an sd card inside it so if everything goes kaplunk it's all still there but unfortunately the zoom desk and windows do not like each other so uh, when we started doing the rustical streams and things like that i was very very delighted to receive a focus right um i believe i2 i2 so focus right i've got two xlr inputs that one two i2 i'm gonna say two i2 which is what we're using now and it's 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 a beautiful setup and i love it very very dearly so that's for anybody who gave a damn about that um, in terms of the tech that I use, um, I use Reaper as my um, digital audio workstation, as they are known. Um, and adore, adore, not not one on a house though. <laughs> Doesn't work in my accent, we have, but yes, <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know how blessed Isn't you are actually that can cause confusion <laughs> but, but um reaper is great because um it's non-destructive so you can you can get rid of something and then instantly think nope that was silly i Preach. should get that straight back or um add an effect and think no that sounds terrible take it away again mm. um but i also do use audacity because that is one that is used throughout Rusty Quill um, because it does have some really great plugins like the noise reduction plugin is great and also just to make sure that everything sounds kind of consistent across Rusty Quill so Mm. with the general processing things I tend to use Audacity um, but there are obviously various ways you can do exactly the same things in Reaper but it's just yeah I've kind of got to this weird little work pattern where I use two different doors for very similar things but it makes sense in my own head <laughs> and as long as we get that quality audio content out the other end we don't mind exactly and like from from this is a genuine question isn't it this is even we're doing an episode question this is just a question from me to you from the point that you get the raw audio from us to the point that it's you know done 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 how much time would you say like actual work time is between i've got the raw audio and here's a finished episode for 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 your average for your average episode hmm it kind of it varies a lot depending on especially the the soundscaping um and even sometimes with the vocal cut if, especially if there's like an extra guest performer on then it might kind of take a bit more work so for a vocal cut um it could take anything between like a couple of hours to four hours something like that and for a soundscape um it's generally much more kind of in the four to eight hour mark but it can vary quite a lot. Sometimes I can speed through an episode really quickly and other times it's just like, oh, when will this episode end? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like... Do you keep checking like, ah, 20 minutes still to go, eh? <sighs> <Okay. laughs> I mean, that sounds quite quick to me though. I guess you get into a sort of rhythm, don't you? Yeah, because you you generally, um, like at the start, it took a lot longer because I was working out which which beeps to use when and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, oh, yeah, this beep goes here, that beep goes there. Yeah. Boom, boom, all done. But yes, I suppose what's 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 interesting is is what is quite a production light show, I suppose, in, 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 in many ways, because it is just, you know, here is one set of raw audio. It's normally all in, in one go, mm. obviously in different stems, but it's, you know, it's a contiguous thing. Mm. And the soundscaping as these things go is not often unless I'm doing an RPG episode. Sorry about that. Um, is 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 relatively low. And even then, I imagine, yeah, easily, easily sort of ten to fifteen hours per episode goes into actually beating it into something that you'd actually want to listen to. I suppose the difference between this show and the uh, um well certainly Magnus, which I've done a couple of edits on, is you know, obviously you're not working with a script. 
And so that is a slightly different process from the producer's point of view, but for anything else, you know, it kind of just starts with you and Ben talking. Um, so I don't have to do what, what Larry has to do on Magnet, which is spend many weeks prior to that, getting scripts off the writer and, you know, getting them edited by the director and finalised and all of that all of that extra bit of work. And it's a very happy situation because if you were hoping to get scripts from me, you would be sorely <laughs> disappointed. I am loath to even write a single page of scripts. I mean, I have attempted it from time to time, so I'm aware. <laughs> 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 Which is shocking because I, I I began my relationship with Rusty Corp by pitching a show to them, and I've written I think two or three episodes of like an an, an audio like a full you know BBC Radio Four style show that's currently sitting languishing somewhere on a hard drive. So I started so script heavy, oh, right. and Alex went, I don't think we'll be doing that. Tim, would you like to improvise <laughs> something? It's like, yeah, okay, I think that's best. Yeah. I, I think didn't know that's that. Best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I found it this afternoon. Blatch House. Nobody cares. Okay, so <laughs> um, I think that'll that'll do it for now. Uh, I, for now, as if there's going to be an episode two to this, that'll do it. Um, so thank you so much to, uh, for joining uh, me here today. Katie, thank you very much. Maddie, thank you very nice much. And we'll see you all some point in the future. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Ends. Ends of things. How do ends work? <laughs> how, how do end... Stella Firma is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International Licence. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Nick Vega, Tyler Zuba, Pendragon, Becky Gregory, Rachel Meresman, Melissa, Connor Ferry, Wednesday, Briar and Brian, Oya, Omnia, Wonderwall Meme, Sasha Rajula S, Cynthia J, Izzy, William Hess, Megan Lim, Maggie Hoffman, Ms. French Name, Floating Space Trash, Andy Grimaldi, Erina, Michael Prideaux, Naomi Taylor, Sin, Piper, Gabe, Nicole H, Jadefire, Joyful Joyous Joy, Amelie Christine, Sindri Mjolnir, Nathan Benson, The Crit Show, Noah Ayers, Melanie Dolby, Ruby Dian, Haley, Hannah Meller, Skeller Chicken, Margaret, Emily Savage, Jesneywork, Gisela Navarro, Leah D, and Steve K. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.